giant. He's a giant spider. <laughs> Podcast is all the Mazarot. This is World of Warcast, episode number 288. I made it home edition. <laughs> After a little tour of, uh, of the Bronx. Bronx. Thanks, yeah. Google Maps. You suck. No, let me let me let me talk about Google Maps for just a second. The path that it draws on screen is correct. The voice commands are wrong. And so it sent me into the Bronx today, and I <laughs> wasn't supposed to go anywhere near it. <laughs> you weren't even supposed to leave New Jersey. No, no. And then there's this one spot where it's like, if you make, if you don't make the exit, it told me to take the exit after I passed it. Thanks, Google Maps. And you ever um, used Waze? Well, I thought Waze was didn't Google buy them or something? I don't think so. I use Waze, but the problem is that the 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 interface is like real jank. I don't like it. Well, it does take a little getting used to. There's some things about it that are are a little odd, but now that I'm used to it, I love it. Mm. Plus, right, you can pick it. much better voices. I use Nathan, who's a, a snooty sounding <laughs> Brit, and it's better than having the uh, the, the the typical female voice that you hear associated with everything else at least you know let's go well you know, <laughs> usually it, it says in half a mile take this exit mm-hmm. well it didn't do that it just said take t- turn right it, it went from keep right to turn right and i'm like no, there's a difference there is a difference <laughs> keep right means that there's going to be a split later on or something Right, it means that you're going to be kind of trending right, but it's not an yeah, actual yeah, yeah. turn. And then as I was passing, it said, turn right here. I'm like, what? And then I was in the Bronx. <laughs> well, what's funny about that is if Waze is going to have a problem, it's that the display doesn't keep up. Mm. The voice is right, but the display isn't exactly right sometimes. It lags a little some, well, every once in a while. What I found is the opposite with Google Maps is that I was down I was down by college and like where I'm very familiar. And it told me like it was drawing the path on screen. The the path on screen has never been incorrect. Mm-hmm. But the the statement above it that says, you know, take this exit, it was way off. So Yeah. That's not good. So I could have gone to a Yankee game today, maybe. I don't know. So anyway, <laughs> how are you? We're not we're not recording on a Thursday. No, I I had some unexpected adulting do yeah. to do this. Uh, I just things are still going on with my family situation and elderly relatives and all that other good stuff. So I ended up having to. I had been planning just to do a day trip up on Wednesday to handle some stuff for my stepmom and it turned into everything got pushed off for a day. So I ended up having to stay overnight. So we're recording Friday instead of Thursday, but we're recording. So (laughs) So here we are. And I had, I actually had a cocktail of the cast all planned. Oh, and it was, I was inspired by our, 
one of our Discord listeners, Katarina, who had mentioned that she was looking forward to some whiskey cocktails. Mm, okay. Because I kind of got her into whiskey. Now, Katarina is a UK listener, mm-hmm. so she can't get a lot of the good American bourbons. Right. So I thought I would start out with something using Irish whiskey oh, as okay. a base. And I got this recipe for one called a Celtic mix. Mm hmm which was an ounce of Irish whiskey, an ounce and a half of Scotch whiskey, half an ounce of lemon, and a couple of dashes of bitters. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have been more successful if I'd had a, a Scotch other than a really burly, smoky Isla. Mm. I had Ardbeg, which is like a very peaty, smoky one, and it just did not go together. So instead, I am just drinking the Irish whiskey. Okay. Uh, with an ice cube, which is one of my favorite <laughs> cocktails, whiskey and an ice cube. Um, but this this is a very interesting uh, Irish whiskey called Dead Rabbit. Dead, you know, I love the names of alcohol. It's hilarious. Yes. Well, it, it seemed, you know, with with all my rabbit pets that I have with my hunter, it just it just seemed to to work well. And it's aged in American bourbon barrels, mm-hmm. so it's it's very nice. It's it's a little bit it's a little bit more interesting. I find Irish whiskeys to be a little soft sometimes. Okay. So I will bring an actual cocktail next week. I was going to make fancy bourbon, but I didn't have one of the ingredients, so I think I will table that until next you, know, next you make it sound like so elegant and i'm just like i have a beer <laughs> well i i have irish whiskey in a glass with now some melted ice mm-hmm. so that isn't particularly uh elegant but you know it tastes good mm. <laughs> so anyway you have been busy this week so yes i have been um i decided that i was going to do the lucid nightmare because and I, explain to those who do not know what the lucid nightmare is, what this is. Well, it's a mount that you can. So for anybody that doesn't know, we've talked about this on the show before. Um, there are some hidden mounts in the game and there are like special discords and reddits and things like that for people to you know find these these clues and get these these mounts. So I got there was oh, I forgot the name of it, but there was one, the really ugly worm. The Riddler's Mind. Riddler's, worm. Thank you. I got that one. And um, I decided that I was going to do the um, the Lucid Nightmare. So, and that's much prettier. It it is. Um, the 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 feats to get them to get this one is is just almost nothing. You, you know, you run into Olduar. There's a map. You know, these lights. Well, you have to flip a switch, and then these like lights show up, and you have to light the right lights, and that's no big deal. And you have to go to Numeragon, and then you have to. It's it's all online. Yeah, but, first you play Light Bright. Yeah. <laughs> light and then, bright. then you play Candy exactly. Crush yes. with little wiggly things. <laughs> and then you play the string. Oh, the Candy Crush. I completely forgot. You're right. Candy Crush was a pain in the ass. Because mm-hmm. I some people are saying that it um it actually it has like a mercy setting or something. So after you've played for a certain period of time, it'll make you win. And I won, but I don't know if I really won or not because I did something and a whole bunch of stuff fell. And then it says you win. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, but that that wasn't the fun part. The fun part was the maze. <laughs> well, and- I haven't gotten to that yet because we I I heard about this whole thing on on Discord. And so Kryler and I started this. We've gotten up through 
the string. Uh-huh. We finished the string puzzle. We didn't. We haven't gone to Pandaria yet, so we're about halfway through. Oh, okay. Um, and you can ruin. I've read all the. I've got you know the entire printed guide right here and everything. But unfortunately, Kryler is in California for a week on business, so I'm not gonna. We're not gonna finish this this oh. week. Well, here, here's the thing. <laughs> um. So tell me about the suck that I am about to achieve. They, they call about it, to experience. They call it a maze. I don't know if I would use that word specifically. Mm-hmm. A maze implies that there's like, well, I guess no, maybe it is. Yeah, it is. There, there are different. Here's the thing: the, the the maze is based on. I heard it was like your character, something about your character and the day of the week. So there are different ones, but then I read that no two are ever the same. It doesn't matter, but. The point is, is that what you have to do is um, you have these rooms and the rooms have up to, well, usually one is walled off. Um, so there are four exits, mm-hmm. but usually at, at least one, I've never seen one that had all four open. So I, I think it's, there's always at least one that's walled off. And what you have to do is you have to map it by yourself there's no way to know what's going to be in the next room if you find a room with like three exits then you have to go through all three and figure it out what you do is there's um there's like a a table and two braziers in each room Mm -hmm. in some rooms the braziers have a color they're usually unlit but the braziers have a color it's um red yeah no it's like an orangish reddish orange uh um pink magenta ish blue green yellow and what you have to do is you have to take uh you right click the brazier you take the orb that comes from the brazier and then you have to find the matching rune which is on the table the matching color Uh it sounds like it shouldn't be too hard except it is (laughs) And <laughs> there are some people that are online. They're like, yeah, I did it in 20 minutes. And then there are some people that are like, ah, I've been at it for six hours. They throw a couple of curveballs at you. One is that your path can take you over or under another path. And the other problem is so it's, it's 3D, not 2D. Well, it's more like two and a half D in the oh, sense. Great. Yeah, in the sense. Well. <laughs> I'll I'll get to that. I'll get to a reason why. The other problem is that there's a random spot in each dungeon that has a teleporter, but you don't know that you've been teleported. So you could map this stuff all you want, and all of a sudden you're not where you belong or where you think you should be. So like you oh, can go up one, great. and then let, let's say you're in a room with a green brazier. You go up one, you go back. Well, the brazier's not there anymore because you've been teleported. Now, luckily, I didn't have to deal with the teleport. Uh, the first night, I was using an, an add-on called Lucid Nightmare Helper. Yeah, that has kind of mixed reviews. Yeah, the problem, it has one serious problem. Um, the room is supposedly, well, no, I shouldn't say supposedly, I, I, th- I think people have sort of like confirmed that each each maze is eight rooms by eight rooms. Uh-huh. What it doesn't tell you, well, you can figure it out yourself, but it would be nice if it said you have gone eight, you know, eight rooms since, you know, your, your starting point 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't help you map because w- what I've seen online is that it wraps around, you know, like Pac-Man, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the sides on Pac-Man, you can go out one and then you come in the other. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like that, except instead of it being in the middle, it's in the corners. So if you, if you go out, this is the way I understand it. If you go out the top right, you come in the lower left. And so okay. you have to sort yeah. of figure it out yourself. And Lucid Nightmare Helper doesn't help <laughs> when that happens. Um, there is a way where you can mark yourself in a, a – this is what I've seen. is like if you see that you're, you're mapping out and then you come across like a room that you know you've been in before, like it's got a green rune or something like that, you can mark yourself in that room – so what I mean by that is, uh, as you're mapping, it it draws these squares on the on the map with lines, mm-hmm. and the lines represent the connections. As you're mapping, if you miss where you've been, like if if you miss a wraparound, you can wind up in a in a space on the lucid. I know I'm not explaining this properly, but lucid nightmare helper, you could draw out like twenty blocks, but you mm. don't realize you've wrapped around. So if you find yourself, in a, if you've already marked a room with a green rune and then you, you're wandering around and then you say, oh, I'm in a room with a green rune, you can, I think it's alt-click, you can alt-click on the original green rune room and then say, I, this is where I am now. You can start, start from there. That was not helping me. If, if, if it's, it, <laughs> it doesn't sound like it was. It was not helping me. So I said, screw this. And I went on the internet and I found some printable graph paper uh-huh. and I wound up printing like five sheets of paper and I wound up using only three of them. But um, that helps tremendously because then you can start to see patterns better than Lucid Nightmare Helper because with Lucid Nightmare Helper, the blocks are so close together. The squares are so close together that mm-hmm. you don't, I couldn't see the patterns. I was drawing it out on um there was a i think it was a reddit post it was a three by three grid and Mm -hmm. and what that allows you to do is you can have a middle and sides if you need them or an angle so a three by three is the best way to do it in my opinion once i started doing that i noticed oh here's a loop and here's a long hallway and if I find myself going north on a long hallway like oh i've been there before and then i could take the the sheets and put them like tape them together, uh-huh. that helped a lot. So um, <laughs> I was able to get it. Um, somebody said that the the progress you make carries over to the next day if you log off. That is not true. Um, it might save if you've logged off for like maybe a few minutes or maybe an hour or something like that, but not the next day. You get a whole new maze. Oh, well, I found that so, with other... Um... With, with other parts of it, one of the things that's interesting to note is in Val Shirat, kind of in the middle, mm-hmm. where you have what I call the string puzzle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where you have to draw these lines and you have to, you, you solve the puzzle by uncrossing all the lines yes. and turning them all from red to blue. Well, you have to be careful where you stand in that little building while you're doing this because if you stand right near you you have to click this little nightmare tumor but if you stand right near there wraith talon spawns Mm -hmm. there and he will 
aggro you. It, and so I got partway through the puzzle, was standing too close to the, actually to the entrance to the, to the little building. Mm-hmm. Wraith Talon um, aggroed. I had to fight him and knocked me out of the puzzle. I got the puzzle back, but it reset. Oh. So I'd start all over. Now, oh. I hadn't gotten very far, but I learned st- just stand against the wall across from the little red tumor thingy, and that seems to work just okay. fine. Uh, but the thing that's that's important about all but the first puzzle, the one I call the light bright mm-hmm. puzzle, is that they're, they all are a little bit different. There is no one true solution to any of them. You kind of just have to learn how they work. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. But but the thing is, is that once it clicks in your head, then you know where everything is, and you go, aha. the 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 only problem that I have with the whole thing is that it does take a long time to to travel. Like even uh-huh. when you know, because remember remember that big what was that? Oh my god, there was that cave in the Vale of Eternal Blossoms. Where I um, haven't been there yet. Okay. Well, the the room is about that big. Each room is about that big, and it takes a while, even with blink, to traverse it. Like you do two blinks, and you still don't get across all the way. So that's mm-hmm. how big these rooms are. And then if you have to go um, against where the the table is with the rune, you have to go around it. It's just a pain in the neck. Anyway, my point is, is that it it just it takes a long time. And um, I remember there was one time I had the I found where the yellow brazier was. And then I found the yellow mm-hmm. rune. I'm like, aha, now I know where to go. It takes like 10 minutes to get yeah. there because it's like walk, 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 walk. And then you have to go to the next room. And then maybe your blink is reset by the time you get in there and you might blink once or twice. But then if you do, you get to the next room and then it's walk, 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 walk. So it's, it was fun. It was a challenge. I like a challenge. Yeah, actually, some of the puzzles were fun. Although, honestly, like the the, the light bright puzzle, mm-hmm. who figured that out? I don't. It has something to do with a reference. I saw it. I just went look. I just want the damn answer. <laughs> right. Well, that's kind of how I was. But these clues, you know, originally there was this group on yeah. this this subreddit that had to figure out these clues, and some of these clues are really, really Obscure. fake. Yeah. Like the the one to get the the scroll, where you go before you go to deep home. It's like deeper than deep awaits your seat. Yeah, and it's it's in reference to, not to it's it's reference to deep home, and the seat is is Therizane's throne, mm-hmm. but it's not in Therizane's throne. It's actually in a cave near Therizane's. You know, it's just like. <laughs> I, I, I my mind kind of boggles about what it took to solve this in the first place. Yeah, I'd like to read some some posts about that. Yeah, so f- that one it's it's um it's the cave where the remember the worm that goes around in a circle. There's yeah, a I've forgotten all about that one. The one that will run you over and, and tumble you inside of it if you accidentally get hit. Not right. that that happened to me or anything. <laughs> but there's a room <laughs> off to the side, and you click like this blob on the floor, and then it says. You're gonna go into a well. Are you sure you want to do this? There's no way out. So, You're like, uh, yeah. How people <laughs> found this out, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, that that little fissure looks like you know those things that they've got in the bottom of ponds or yeah. in the bottom of of the water that have the bubbles coming out. Oh of yeah, it yeah. You yeah. Can breathe. Yeah. That's what that one looked like. But 
as I said, I'm just kind of, my mind's kind of boggled about what it took to solve some of these mm-hmm. because, so as I said, some of them are really, really hard to figure out. Yeah. So I want to know about that. But anyway, so I got it and, um, it's, it's, it's great. I'm up to 223 now. So and what do you, what, what is the threshold you're trying for? 250. Yeah. I don't actually know what I'm up to. I just I just thought it's cool looking. It's basically it's um a black unicorn. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. that it's that unicorn with sort of the lightning shaped yeah. horn on it. That's the the model that they brought out in yep. Legion. Only instead of the green one, which I've already got, this one's a black one. It looks kind of fell like mm-hmm. in some ways or void like, I should say. Yep. But um, and I, I I think after this I'm going to try the Riddler's Mind Worm, which ah. I probably will never use because it's ugly as hell. I um I ripped my map up after I was done. I'm like rip. Um, <laughs> so I you know I still have I'm throwing my garbage out. Yep, it's just paper. But um, I'm, I mean I don't even know if I should like take a picture of this. But it um it, it was a challenge. That's that's for damn sure. So. So that happened, and then um, I finally upgraded to Battle for Azeroth. You know, it took me forever. But um, so I did that. Here's the thing. I thought that the requirements were that you have to, like, if you go to Wowhead, it says, you, like, your, you put in your character, and it says, you are 100% able to do uh, these allied races. I'm like, damn, awesome. So I get Battle for Azeroth, and then I try to start a Void Elf, and it says, nah, nah. No, you have to do the open. You have to do the quest. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's funny. It's like I log in and no, 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 no. I bought it. What happened? I no, I bought it and then I logged in, and then there was this um, this quest for from Anduin. I'm like, all right, I, I guess I'll do that later. Maybe it's like you know, like some sort of precursor to Battle for Azeroth or something. Maybe it has to do with Silithus. Who knows? I log out. I go to <laughs> start a Void Elf and says no. And I was asking on Discord, I'm like, what? It says that I need an achievement. That's what threw me. It's because I thought I had everything. And like I said, Wowhead, my, my character says 100% on everything. Well, so that's then, to be able to get the quest. Yeah. To get I the achievement. I didn't know to that. Open the, yeah. So then I did the quest. The quest is short. It's interesting. Um, it turns out that there's a starting area. When you start a character, there's a starting area for the Void Elf. And there are some vendors and a, and a repair guy, but that's it. I like I, I looked around a little bit, and there really wasn't much to it. But then you click on the portal, and it takes you to Stormwind. Yeah, but, that's how they all. That's how the old. The, we, we talked about that last week. That the kind of the lack of a fleshed out starting area yeah. is one of the things that makes it hard to connect with these characters sometimes. Yeah, but I, I think I feel like I had to have seen it for myself. Yeah. So. When you get to Stormwind, there's a portal for a Void Elf, and you click it, and it takes you back to the starting area, which is just like this tiny little zone. And, okay, I, maybe they'll make use of it at some point. But anyway, um, I started playing the Void Elf. It was a Void Elf mage who was not going to be a permanent character. Uh, but I just wanted to, because I play a mage, I figured it would just be the easiest for me to, to see. I wasn't expecting anything different. I really wasn't. But I just wanted to see how the animations were and, and things like that. So it was I didn't find it very special. But, no, uh, neither did I. It's you know, I I 
still kind of poke a little bit at my void elf warlock but mm -hmm. other frankly other than getting the the end heritage armor i'm not really that into it i guess yeah. part of it is is i just i have way too many alts as it is yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> so i just wanted to thank everybody on discord for helping out with that even though i probably should have just done the damn quest and then i would have figured it out myself but mm -hmm. um okay and then on we didn't do it Monday, but on Tuesday, Allie and I did the uh, the Horde Dungeons, and I don't for have, BFA. Yeah, for BFA. <laughs> I still don't have a beta invite, by the way. What? No, I still not in beta. Oh man. Um, so we did the the three on the Horde side. Um, I'm telling you, they outdid themselves with these dungeons for BFA because I found that the ones for Draenor and Legion were just average at best. I didn't like any of them, but the ones for BFA are just a lot of fun. Oh, I love I I love the depot. Mm -hmm. I love the tr the train fight is great. Oh, the train, it's okay. I like the it's train right. fight. So these are better than the train fight. Yes, I like them better than the train fight. The problem I had with the Warlords of Draenor dungeons is that they were all to me they were, like there was the the one that uh, looked like Valshara. Mm -hmm. Um, that area, like with the oh, growth. the uh, the 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 Everbloom, Everbloom. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that one was nice. I like that one, but there were just too many that were the same. It's like orcs and spikes and metal, and I was just, I was like done. Like, nah. I mean, say orcs and spikes and metal, like it's a bad thing. <laughs> what? Anyway, <laughs> there was this funny. Um, I don't know. I remember which one it was. It was the it was an underground one, and. There was this bug, and I've seen this bug in the game before. This is not a new bug, but it's oh, so to... this is a game bug, not a not a bug bug, not right. an insect. Right. Okay. This is a game bug, and I've seen this before, like every other experience, sort of like the Star Trek movies. Like every other one is good, and every other one is bad. And <laughs> so there's this mob uh, way off in the distance, but the text above its head was like. One billion font size, one billion point. <laughs> so you know, so I don't remember what the name. I should have written it down. I took a screenshot of it, but let, let's say it was just called Big Giant Bug. So we walk in, and then it's just like this beautiful cave, and everything is like gorgeous. But in big red letters, giant letters, a big red bug. Or, and it's like getting hit in the face with a billboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then there was this one boss that was but here's the thing there's supposedly a, a boss that's bugged i'm just gonna say there's a skull and i'm not gonna spoil it but Allie and i were dead sent on trying to see if there was actually a bug and we're you know of course we we file bugs all the time but we wanted to see if it was an actual bug or maybe there was a condition that people weren't doing right or something like that well it turns out that that it was a bug but people were leaving, and then I wound up being in charge. And it said, "You know, do you want to bring in another pe another person because somebody had left the instance?" And you say, "Yes." And the person, this person, who got pulled in, got like so mad because he got pulled into this bugged instance. And I'm like, "All right, whatever. It's beta. What's going to happen to you?" What do you expect? What? Yeah. Are you expecting <laughs> perfection? I don't what? know. Oh, and. 
I saw one of the uh, five million gold mounts. Mm. Somebody had one. I don't. It didn't seem like it was a special person or something, but somebody had one of those mounts. With the wow. auction house, yeah. So that was. What the, do they look like? Um, just a an average, like a brontosaurus, but shorter, a smaller. People spend their money on weird things. Uh, assuming that they did spend room. I mean, it could have just been that, you know, it was a Blizzard employee or. That's true. That's you know, true. Because I, I don't think anybody in their right mind would actually blow five. I like to buy tokens or something to right. buy that thing. Maybe somebody yeah. did. I don't know. Um, so that's it. That's that's all I did uh, this week. And um, so there's one like little quick thing that I wanted to mention. I killed my Patreon this week because uh, I got a job and I just didn't feel right having a Patreon after I got a job. <laughs> so I mean, I had a job before, but it, you know, just um, um, how do I say it? It wasn't paying as well as it should should. So you anyway, have a better job now. I have a, I've well, I have a job that actually pays what I'm worth now. So. Um, which is always a plus. Which is always a plus. Um, so I decided that before the next billion cycle came around, I was just going to kill the Patreon because it just didn't feel right. Yeah, well, and thanks to those who were contributing because yes. it helped defray the costs. <laughs> it um, actually did. But, <laughs> but, you know, it's, you know, we're this is really a labor of love. It is. I'm not here to make money off of it, so... And we did. You and I used to do the the GoDaddy thing. Yeah, actually, we made. I I bought my first Yeti microphone with yeah. GoDaddy money. Yeah. So I mean, you can do that, but I we always felt a little weird about putting commercials into the into the podcast yeah. and such. And you know, as I said, we're we're doing this because we you know like the chance to talk to you guys for a little while every week, and you know, and have the community, and it's fun. Yeah. I'm not doing it for the money, believe me. Um, yeah, I, but but there was that period of time where it was just like, oh. Uh, well, um, I mean, this isn't free. In no, the sense no, of, no. In the sense of they, there is some some outlay to to doing this. No, but, but you see, but that's just it. It's just such an insignificant cost. It's it, it just it, there was a period of time when it was kind of significant, but um, it's relative. It's exactly it's relative. And uh, so, yes, I appreciate the support that both shows have gotten. I'll mention this on This Week in Truck tomorrow. But um, mm-hmm. I just didn't didn't see the point. It just didn't feel morally right. I know other mm-hmm. people do it, and I get that. But for me, it's just Renata's is right. It's like we just do this because we love to do it. Yeah. So, So I killed it. <laughs> and, and it just felt like the right thing to do. Right. So, and and well, just one last thing. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I wrote That's I wrote good. on the little on the last post. I said, hopefully, I don't have to do this ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope. Well, anyway, uh, as I indicated, my week has been pretty chaotic with like adulting stuff, mm-hmm. and so I didn't get to play very much. I'm also doing the as I said, I'm doing the lucid nightmare thing with Kryler, but he's away on business all this week. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to get back to that until after we record the next show. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have not finished Fisher friends because the one guy I need popped up while I was gone. Uh. 
So the other thing is, is and I know we had a discussion about this a while ago on, on Discord, but I, I would like some more tips, tricks, and such for playing WoW one-handed. Yeah. And here's the situation. I need sold shoulder surgery in early July. And um, on my left shoulder, fortunately, I am more right-handed than left-handed. I'm actually ambidextrous, but I use my right hand more out of habit. What are but... you? You do everything. <laughs> well, it, it, it being ambidextrous comes in handy. The problem is, is I'm trying to train myself not to do things with my left hand mm -hmm. in preparation for the surgery. And... I'm finding it a lot more difficult than mm. I had anticipated, but I'm going to have my that arm completely immobilized for anywhere from a week to 10 days. I had a, just as you mentioned it, this instant, I had an idea. So you're mm. going to have your arm in a sling, but your hand is actually going to be able to move, right? Like, uh, uh, no, I'm going to have my arm crossed up against my body. Well, Okay, so here, just so hear I'm me out. So I'm not going to be able to reach down with my hand. No, 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 I'm, I know that. But hear me out on this. Remember the Wii, the Nintendo Wii? There was a nunchuck controller, that's what they called it, <laughs> that had a thumb and a, and a button on it. So, and, so what I'm saying is, like, while your hand is up here, I'm doing a visual. While your hand is up here, you can, like, maybe get something like it so that hmm. you can move your character with your thumb at least. And then right. maybe maybe use the um, you can use the button to jump or strafe or something like that. That's an option, but I don't know if anybody makes a peripheral like that outside of the Wii itself because it had a special connector. Right. Uh, I don't know if they make one. I know that probably I will have to get some sort of uh, a button driven mouse mm -hmm. of some kind. I was looking at Corsair has one. Hmm. Um. I, I'm not real keen on that because I do have a little bit of arthritis in the base of my thumb. So doing a lot with my thumb is, is so I'm probably just going to end up like fishing a lot or something. That G13 uh, that I used to have might have been good for you. I'll write that down. But wait, now, which hand are you going to be able to use? My right hand. Oh, see, the G13, I think, is only made to be left handed. I don't think they make a right-handed version, but the G13, I think, would, would be almost perfect because what I was able to do when I used it before I just got frustrated with it um, was it has the thumb analog stick and then it has button like two buttons around it, but then it's got like, what was it, 16, 24 buttons or something like that on top so that you can just use them for whatever you want, jump, strafe, whatever, you know, whatever. I just uh -huh. don't think they make a right-handed version. I think that was one of the biggest complaints about the G13. Well, I'll have to look at that. There's there's a couple other things that are coming up. But, you know, if anyone has any... I, as I said, I know there was a discussion about that. Oh, there's a, there's a Razor Orb Weaver Chroma mechanical keyboard. Mm. Um, adjustable... It says adjustable hand and palm rest. I just don't know if they have a thing whether this is um can be used with either hand mm -hmm. but if anyone has any any uh experience with these things i mean although as i said my my left arm is going to be completely immobilized for a while but i know i'm going to be under some pretty severe restrictions for a little while even after that so it may be something i want to do mm -hmm. try for a little while virtual reality 
virtual reality. Yeah, something like <laughs> no. that. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I need to do something because I don't want to just give up WoW for two weeks or three weeks or however long it is that I've got to keep that uh, arm from moving. Yeah. So It's not serious surgery. I just I have a bone spur that needs to be removed, but it's right mm-hmm. inside the joint. So. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. So, and apparently, you know, anything with the shoulder, the rehab is a little, little rough. Mm-hmm. So, and how long are you going to be out of commission? Well, I'm going to, as I said, I'm going to be in the immobilization sling for seven to 10 days. And the, um, I've been told things like I can't lift anything with my left hand for like four months, four months. Yeah. Just for a bone spur. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. the, re- the reason why I ask is because I think that the, this is the way my brain thinks is that there's, um, a correlation between how much you want to spend and how much time you're going to spend with it. Right. Cause you don't oh, want to yeah, spend, obviously. yeah, you don't want to spend like $200 on a peripheral that you use for seven to 10 days. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. unless you use it and then return it, which is, you know, that's, that's kind of a shoddy thing to do. Yeah. I opinion. don't do that. All right. But what's... I might buy one used. Oh, there's eBay. There's eBay because a lot of people try these things and then they don't like them. So I might try buying something used. But if anyone has any experience with these sorts of things or has things that they like, realize that, as I said, it is my left hand that will be out of commission. So uh, just keep that in mind when you can either send your tips through the Discord or you can also tweet me at Warcast underscore Renata. Mm -hmm. Either one of those works just fine. What about foot controls? Hmm. I don't know. Do they make foot controls? I don't know. I assume assume they might. I I, I, I know they do for like racing games, but oh, I, yeah. I don't know about for, you know, I don't want, as I, as you said, you know, I don't want to build in too much of this, but I, you know, I just like to do something. Yeah. I know it. I'm just throwing to... it out there. Yeah. All right. What's going on this week in WoW? Well, of course, Dark Moon Fair is coming up. Yes. Oh, so <laughs> I started doing Ogrela and I hate it so much. So. Um, well, I mean, started again. I'm halfway through Honored. Um, Ogrela. Oh, God. So you're so... you're doing, you're playing Simon over, oh, over again. Oh, my. Look, wait. I want to show you something. This is a visual. Um, where is it? Here. Are you this you thing. are using Orgre Lazy, right? No, because I completely forgot about it when I got there. So I'm like writing down red, blue, blue, green, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Orgre Lazy still is in the game. It's a, it's a mod that uh, will mark it for you so that you don't have to write down YBG, mm-hmm. etc. So definitely to mod of the cast. No, no, <laughs> no. That's something else. I'll, we'll, oh, okay. When we get to it. Okay. So uh, Dark Moon Fair. Yes. Dark Moon Fair. So that's good for those of you, not only for those of you who are finishing up, we did end um, the Naked and Afraid. I will be taking those down probably in the next couple of weeks. And next but not before next week, I will be sure to announce any final finishers mm-hmm. and also anybody who got past a certain point. I will I will uh, okay. do a reading of that later. Um, <laughs> next week is also the, the Legion Dar- Dungeon event. So again, that's that's good for certain ach- finishing certain achievements and the Thousand Boat Bash in Thousand Needles. <laughs> Actually, that one's kind of that one. I might, I might do depending on what week ends up looking. Yeah, I might. I laugh because old people like us might remember this. Uh, Remember Operation Sail 
on Fourth of July weekend in 1976? Vaguely, yeah. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, uh, like tons and tons of boats were in um, Hudson River, mm-hmm. and it was it was just like a parade of boats. And uh, my grandfather knew somebody who worked in an office building in New York City, so we we were able to watch the entire thing from like the 30th floor of some building. I don't know mm-hmm. which one, but that was fun to watch. So that that just reminded me of it. Oh, my 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 stepmother's family actually was involved with that. Mm. They uh, they were out in some of those little boats. Really cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. They they grew up in Westchester County and mm-hmm. had and boated all along the Hudson. So, um, I I remember seeing some pictures of it and such. We didn't go down for it, uh, but the. Uh, yeah, what, basically what it is, is there's a series of world quests that you do. And it's like any mini event. There's no lasting good things for this. But by completing these world quests, you get these four pieces, which you can assemble. And then you have to fish up some some um, some fish that, that swim around in the, in the submarine oil spills. And you put together this, this boat. Yeah. And you get a, a buff called boating. And it gives you a very fast boat that basically automatically spawns the minute you jump into the water. And that la- it lasts, it's a 10-minute buff, but it lasts up to seven days real time. And you can use it anywhere in the world. Oh, cool. So it's kind of fun. That's I mean, fun. it'll last for a while. So, you, I mean, you can you can go boating across the bay in Azuna if you want to. You know, yeah. it's, that's how you get your kicks. <laughs> and do that. Yeah, so but that that looked like fun. So there's a little little couple little bits of news. Um there's also a million dollar pet. Oh is there and, oh, yep. what is this Francois the Fabergé egg pet? Oh my god. Yes. Uh you find him near the fifteenth annual Norrington and Equestrian and Hunt Festival in Tiersgard Sound. <laughs> okay. Now what's really cool about this is if you go up to you you find Francois said just he's just a little chicken mm-hmm. if you talk to him and you don't have a million gold he won't say anything to you it's just like you know he pecks at your feet and then if you do have a million gold he shows interest and asks you to jingle your coin or something <laughs> what and if you <laughs> click on him again you buy him uh-huh. only he doesn't actually take. He just he's just checking to see if you have a million gold. Oh, so you don't actually, have to spend the million. Okay. No, you don't have to spend the million gold. It's kind of like remember when in the uh, the broken shore quest, uh, the, the where you where you have to turn in the twenty five hundred nether shards, mm-hmm. and he gives you all but one back. You know yeah. that is, it's great fake out there. This is a bit of a fake out. So okay. it is a million dollar, a million gold pet. You have to have a million gold in your inventory, but he doesn't actually take it. I wonder if people are going to help others get that. I don't Cause... know. It depends on whether it's um, whether you can cage it. A lot of those special pets you can't cage. Mm. No, 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 no. That... I mean, giving giving people money. Oh, that that's quite a that, that that's quite about a lot of trust there. <laughs> to hand someone a million gold. Well, no, no you I was get three hundred thousand from one person and three hundred thousand from another. I mean, you can do it with your friends, not not strangers. Right. 
Um, so there are some, a few new BFI items that I thought were funny. There's some new Vrykul helms. Mm -hmm. There's a candle helm. You <laughs> can have candle, and it looks just like the other ones where you got a melted candle on top of your head. And a fish-shaped face. Oh, great. Oh, Remember yeah. how you could carry around, like, the 15-pound uh, bristle, ca bristle catfish as an offhand? Well, now you could have a carry around... A, a modify you can you can use this as a transmog and make your mace look like a giant fish it's it reminds me of a uh, fortnite because in fortnite there's like a a, a pick that's in the shape of a shark mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i don't know i wonder and if, the other if thing they, what sorry the other thing they've announced is a gale rider glider which is works like the goblin glider only it only works in Colteris. Oh, well, Actually, it reminds me more of the the kite that you could get in in High Mountain that yep. only works in Broken Shore. Yep. But I still prefer the Goblin Gliders because they work anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think there'll still, still be a market for that. There really wasn't a lot of news, but there was an interesting discussion that came up on, on Discord. In fact, it was just this morning. There is enough. There's a lot of discussion in our Discord on the on the subject of who are you going to take into the expansion first. Mm -hmm. Yep. And one of the things that was brought up, and I believe it was Zygnia. It was either Zygnia or who else was on that? Zygnia was in that discussion. The Cow King was in that discussion. Um, Everybody was in that discussion. Infected Heisenberg. Um, it was mostly it was. The, the main discussion this morning was, was me, Cow King, Zygnia, and Infected Heisenberg. We're discussing about what role class and race has in your decision-making process for what classes to take. Now, this will work more for someone like me who's got a lot of alts than for you who doesn't have as many. Mm -hmm. But given that pretty much from burning crusade on all of the expansions have had a similar theme of yeah we know there's this war between you guys mm -hmm. between the horde and the alliance but there is this much bigger threat that you need to work together to yeah. be able to overcome that was true in burning crusade it was true in lich king in cataclysm in pandaria is it was all mm -hmm. you know we have to cooperate. Well, now we're not cooperating anymore. We're back to the original, the original idea of we're at war. Yeah. So this is going to, you know, does this change how your characters are going to view this? And I was thinking about this because uh, one of the suppositions was that a, a character race or class that identified more strongly with being horde or being alliance would be more interested in heading off to the war right from the beginning. And one of the things I also thought of is how are my characters going to feel about these events that are coming up? The, mm -hmm. the burning of the world tree, uh, the, the destruction of, of undercity and how are they, how are they going to take that? Yeah. I don't know because from, well, the, the reason why I have issues with the world tree burning is because that was the zone that got me into wow in the first place. I mean, it was, I mean, no pun intended, but it was uh -huh. the wow factor and mm -hmm. I don't like it. So 
you know, my, my night elf druid should be the one that you take, you know, I'm going to, you know, get back at the horde, but I, God, I just hate playing a druid. I, I, <laughs> I, I love really... playing a druid, but I play feral. Yeah. See, that's just it. I didn't, pl- I, I did not sign up to play a druid so I could see a bear's butt all day long. And so, no, no, that's guardian. Feral is a cat, butt. Well, or cat, butt, whatever. I don't <laughs> No animal, butt for me, um, so I, I mean, for, you're right. For me, it's just going to be my mage. So right, but you know, it got me thinking because, like for example, I, I think it was it was the cow king that said that he thought that the that you know in some ways there was also a class issue because warriors don't really have a strong faction identification, mm. but another another class might. Um, Although they got, kind of got rid of that when they gave everybody shamans and, and paladins. Although I still think of paladins more like uh, an alliance race in yeah. general. Yeah, I do with, too. Even after all this time, I still think of shaman as as a horde race, a horde, thing, or a horde yeah. class rather, yeah. as a horde class. And but you know, I was thinking about this in terms of my uh, of my undead, and we we had some debate about this. And some of the debate seemed to boil down to whether you primarily got your lore just through playing the game or whether you read a lot of the books and such. Yeah. The, I don't read the novels. Um, in general, I mean, I've heard they're really good. I should give them a try. I haven't looked at them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. In general, my experience with gaming fiction has been pretty poor. Mm-hmm. I haven't been that impressed. I, you know, I'm sure that these, you know, I, I there's a lot of people who say, like, especially the Christine Golden books are really good. Mm-hmm. And maybe I should give those a try, but I haven't. So my perspective and my view on the undead, for example, is based on having played an undead all this time and been through several expansions at this point. For me, the undead really view being in the horde as a marriage of convenience. Mm-hmm. That they're not, even though Sylvanas is currently the war leader, it's more like, hey, we're in charge so nobody can, nobody else can screw with us. Mm-hmm. Not we're in charge because we believe so much in this alliance. We're the ones that got to keep this together. I kind of always get the impression that that the the undead would feel more comfortable, and actually the rest of the horde would feel more comfortable if they kind of split off and did their own thing. There have been questionnaires about that, like should there be a third faction mm-hmm. in the game? Um, it might make programming messy. I don't know, right. but um, I wouldn't be against it. No, neither would I. But my, my point is, is that I really think that in terms of who, you know, which of my trying to think about which of my, my characters are going to be the most gung ho about a war between the Alliance and the Horde, that my first impression was that, that my undead warrior is going to be quite ambivalent about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, although she's going to be a little pissed off about, you know, un, the Undercity, undercity going yeah. But other than that, she, not so much. The ones that I'm good, I'm finding really puzzling as I've been thinking about this over the course of the day is my pandas. <laughs> I mean, I laugh because people make fun of pandas. So I know they make fun <laughs> of pandas, but the pandas 
basically, uh, unless we're talking about Double Agent, the crazy guy who <laughs> got to 110 by picking herbs, um, had to pick a side, either oh. Alliance or Horde. I laugh, but you're absolutely right. They, But they don't have, they're kind of forced into this, into this decision, but there really isn't an, an overwhelming reason why either of them would pick. There's personal reasons. Most people, frankly, I think, pick Alliance or Horde based on where they have the most friends or the most money. Mm-hmm. Yep. But what was very interesting is I played, I've, I've played three different pandas through the, the newbie zone and two chose Horde and one chose Alliance. And I felt very strange picking Alliance. And I'll tell you why. It's because at the end of the panda scenario, there's uh, there's this whole tiff between the alliance character, alliance NPCs, and the horde NPCs, and the alliance NPCs are talking about slavery and they're making all these racial slurs to the Torin and such like that. And I, I don't know, my my pandas was like, whoa, you guys don't like fuzzies very much, hmm. and actually. I don't think that the Alliance in general has a real good track record with with the more animalistic races. That's just my perspective. And I play and I play Worgen, and I I don't think the Worgen are particularly welcomed with open arms in the Alliance. I don't remember they're, them. They're distrusted. Uh, I don't know. Greymane is one of the most trusted people in the war in you know in the Alliance. He's a Worgen. Well, he's but... yeah, but he's kind of a special case. I'm just talking about kind of the impression that you get from you know going through the the worgen zone and such as well we'll tolerate you but you know we are always a little bit suspicious of you i'm not saying that the horde are any better in that regard i'm just saying that was the that was the overwhelming impression that i got taking my pandas through the zone is like whoa you guys are really kind of anti-fuzzy here so you know, I've thought about taking my pandas through first, and I'm like, I don't know if they really care about the outcome of this war either. Um, yeah, I could see that. Like my uh, my human mage, she would care. My uh, my night elf would absolutely care because of mm-hmm. what happened. And I'm st- I'm still mad that Blizzard is doing this. Um, yeah, it's my orcs. Actually, you know, in terms of who would care the most, it's probably my orcs. Uh, let me um, see. My Draenei probably don't care. My uh, Demon Hunter? She's a night elf. Just, well, technically, yes, but... yeah. She also came into it late, you know? Yeah, and, she and did you... come into it. That's my point. It's, well, she was frozen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess she would care. Yeah, she would. Um, huh. So, yeah, now that I think about it, you know, she's got... She's got a horse in this race too. Well, um, and my troll, my troll druid. Mm-hmm. And given that so much of the, I mean, with with the with the alliance side with BFA, you've got the culturists, but they're there's you know cousin, they're humans. Mm-hmm. And the the horde side, it's all the Zandalari who are trolls. So I think that my as far as that kind of motivation goes, my my troll druid would probably be among them. But and this was another area where we had some disagreement about it. I view the the orcs as kind of like the humans; they're kind of the glue that holds the horde together. 
Mm-hmm. And the humans are the glue that holds, they're, they're the kind of the alliance, ones that hold the alliance together. Yeah, I know Sylvanas is in charge right now. Yeah, I know Vol'jin was in charge right now, but it was Thrall who started all. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, we can't all be Thrall. <laughs> Thrall, Thrall is still my hero. Um, but I also view the orcs kind of the same way that I think about the Klingons. <laughs> yeah. Then that they have a warrior spirit but you know parts of them want to go off and just rampage and kill kill crap and the other ones realize that they have to kind of step up to the table and organize and and try to but they're looked down upon by the more warlike elements so really the orcs are the klingons Mm -hmm. is the way that you know for those of you who are like us are are crossovers between warcraft (laughs) and, and trek that might make some sense so I just thought it was an interesting perspective because actually it did change my mind about who I was likely to take through forward because it really doesn't make sense any anymore to me that my panda would be the first one into the fray. Yeah. Um, I kind of, oh, I just, you know, I wish I could love playing a druid more because mm-hmm. here's the thing. I started playing balance way back in vanilla and mm-hmm. I, I just I tried getting into cat form. I tried getting into bear form. I and balance is just a mess in in my opinion, um, because I really should bring her first. Um, and cat I, form is basically AOE central. It's just you know swipe the <laughs> hell out of everything. Yeah, but you know it's one of those things. I have a good feel for it because having played a rogue for so long mm-hmm. and having a real feel for managing energy and finishing moves and things like that really does make a big difference. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like a rogue. Just, yeah. 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 So they're, they're, they're very, very similar to one another. Mm. So, so, I mean, it's, mm. it's, you know, is this anything that's going to, you know, change the mechanics of the game? No. Is it something that probably we're overthinking? Almost certainly. But to me, this is all about connecting with the characters, and this is just another another thing to think about when when making this decision. I mean, eventually, all of them are going to be one twenty. Uh, true. And and you know, and it may be that I'll just go ahead with my blood elf because the blood elves are really, you know, they don't care. They just you know go where the action is and wherever they think that they can make the most profit and look the best doing it. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's certainly uh, how my paladin feels. Yeah, I, I'm just dedicated to playing my mage and until WoW is dead. So, <laughs> I, I just they, find, like I, I was just say unless they really totally screw that class up too. Mm, well, they've done that before, and you've they've done that before. Anyway. No, I think that somewhere along the line, the, one of the reasons why they're not mentioning anything about classic is because there's probably going to be some sort of connection between what's going on in BFA and classic. What I mean, oh, I, we've seen this time and time again of, of tie-ins between the two. Well, not not in the going sense of back an entire, to things. Yes, yeah. but not an entire game. I mean, you know, no, no, not no. recreating the whole game. And so, oh, I think it was Allie who told me. Yeah, I think it was Allie who told me that. You know, when you go to Theramore and you go to uh, Blasted Lands, and there's that NPC that, and you can talk to her and say, "Show me what it used to be like." Yeah, Zadormi. Yeah, Z- right. Th- she's there. Oh wait, no. Did you tell? Did you tell me about this last week? Oh my god. Yeah. 
You did. Okay. Yeah, I did. Hi. I live here. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be available at both the, the, the World Tree and uh, Tears Fall Glades. Yeah. So you'll be able to see the, you'll be able to, to go back in time. Yeah. So. Um, hmm. I don't know. I have a feeling. Well, I'm, I'm being that I lived through cataclysm and saw all the changes and that was really what prompted me because yeah, you couldn't get benediction anymore. Yeah. You couldn't play a priest like I wanted to way back in vanilla anymore, but losing those zones that I loved because of cataclysm. And now I have to go through that again with, with, with zones that I loved even more is just going to make me want to just beat the crap out of the horde. So yeah, but you see, the thing is, is that you're <laughs> only going to lose them at one ten. You're they're going to be there no, until I then. know, I know. You'll still be able to, if you ever wanted to run up a, a brand new baby night elf again. You can continue to do it in Teldris. I know. So until classic. Until classic. Whenever that comes out. I look. I know as a software engineer, I know it takes a long time to do this stuff, but I really wish that they would give us some updates. Just, just, no, really. Just, yeah, at least tell us. You know, you're still working on it. It hasn't been well, shelved. Yeah, for for like the first six months, I'm like, okay, look, you know, people on the classic forums like, where are we getting it? Like the classic forums are just a cesspool. But um, the uh, the fact that now we're way past six months and still no word. I mean, I, the reason why I didn't think that it was a big deal was six months out is because they're doing all this design work. How do we deal with the back end and Oracle database and all that, all that technical stuff that people really don't care about. Now I'm like, give us something before BlizzCon. Yeah, really? Yeah. Well, I, I'm sure there will be something before BlizzCon. I hope so. But I'm guessing probably we won't hear a great deal about it until after VFA has been out for at least a month. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Probably, well, which is going to be around BlizzCon time. Well, so. BlizzCon's usually in November. No- well, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Is like it's like September is a month after, mid-September is going to be a month yeah. after BFA. So you might as well just wait until BlizzCon and then tell everybody. But there better right. be some some big. Well, they, I was watching a documentary that said that it took them five years to make WoW, and um, yeah, but they had to make that from the ground up. No, 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 that's my point. Is that there's some people on on the forums that are like, "How come it's not done yet? It should be made by now because the, the game's already done." I'm like, dude. This, no, no. Well, that's people who don't understand right about you know creating com- code that is compatible with current yeah. technology. Yes, it was 14, 15, you know, almost 15 years ago. It was working on computers (laughs) that were running 15 years ago, operating systems from 15 years ago. Yeah. It's not going to work. No. No. Well, the private servers work. They work. But you can't. But like some people said that it runs at 4K. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Um, But the point is they can't modify it. Right. And Blizzard says that the source code won't build anymore. So, and they they also said they don't want to maintain two MMOs. Yeah, that makes sense. So, so they want they want the core code to be similar. Yep. They, they, well, they want it to be the same. Yeah, what I'm it's guessing just displaying different things. Yeah, and and uh, like what you can do in computers, you do this all the time. Is that you could say I want to do this kind of build, 
And right. then so you can do your classic build and then you can do your retail build and you know work off the same code base. And I think that's what they're trying to do. That's my yeah, guess. Yeah, you, you have the same code base, but you run different uh, libraries and rule set. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. All right. Um, Ren, look, we talked for an hour with like three quarters of a page of notes. I knew that's you know we we always manage to find something to talk about. It doesn't it never fails. Even though we didn't have a lot of news, yeah. there's always something to discuss. So always. we right. managed it. How does everybody get a hold of you? I am on Twitter at Warcast underscore Renata. I am on Facebook at Renata Kane. Let's be undead chick, and I hang out on our Discord at discord.worldofwarcast.com. I'm Starmike on Twitter, World of Warcast on Twitter, World of Warcast at gmail.com is our email address. It's going to do it for this episode. I want to thank everybody for listening. Talk to you later. Adulting sucks. Yeah, I know.